0: This is the home of the Chuck Oliver Show every weekday from 10 till noon. On Mississippi's Live and Local Sports Authority. And where? And now we're back to Jake Quiverly with the afternoon trial. On ESPN 105.9 The Zone and online at the, the Zone1059.com.
1: Glad to be with you on a Monday. We're brought to you by Clinton Body Shop, two locations to serve you in the metro. That's Clinton and in Richland, OEM factory certified, all the manufacturers you trust at Clinton Body Shop. Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com, and of course LandryFootball on Twitter with us for another segment every Monday, 4 to 4.30. Chris, when you look at Auburn, uh, really had to fight, scratch, and claw against Missouri, and you have to ask the question for Eli Drinkwitz and I think Brian Harson. Uh, when does the end happen there? Probably sooner, you would maybe guess, for Auburn. Uh, you know there's uh, reports of a Deion Sanders flight tracker and we always go to the flight trackers and that's that's what we do with as fans but possibly making a trip over to Auburn last week LSU comes in they'll be playing a six o'clock ball game on ESPN against Auburn um, a lot to unpack in this matchup from you know how good is LSU they've got a chance to continue to get better and get a win can Harson save his job and and then you got the Deion Sanders stuff out there to Georgia Tech and you know it's it's almost like we've gotten into a point now in college football. It becomes coaching season way more earlier than it used to be.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, early signing day has something to do with that, too. People are concerned about that. Um, so it's only exacerbated the issue. Auburn's not good, and they really did not play well. That was, was a tough game to watch. It was poor football in a lot of respects. Yeah. Um, you know Missouri did not play well. Auburn, you know, playing three quarterbacks. I mean, they're just they're they're having a hard time. But they're three and one, and so people keep asking me, "Well, well when are they going to fire Brian Harson? They're three and one. You want to want to to call a press conference now and fire? I mean, that's coming. Okay, I mean, I think it's coming. It's it's going to come probably before the end of the year. I think we know that it is it's it's over there. It's just a matter of when, and I think the win is going to be. You know, at sometime during the season when the season is basically lost. Well, right now it's not, and, and I don't think it's the time to do it. I think it's going to be tough. LSU's playing a little better. I know they didn't play a very good opponent, but I, but they're starting to get a feel for what they are and what they are not. Brian's doing a really good job, and, and I just don't see where Auburn's uh, offense is going. Uh, that That's a real concern. As far as Dion. I – There's a lot of hype on Deion. I'm not a big fan. I don't think he's a very good coach. I think he brings a lot of excitement, and I think he's doing a great job at Jackson State because he's been able to put together NIL deals, um, not through Jackson State, but on his own, and he's got far better talent in the SWAC, and I don't know how many people actually watch games, but I've seen him last year and this year get out coached with teams that have far less talent than he does. So I think other than create excitement and maybe – if you go to a program that doesn't have NIL ability, Dion can market the heck out of any place, and he could probably put together something that maybe to shake up a program. I don't think he's a fit at Georgia Tech. He's not getting the Auburn job. I mean, n- none of those things are realistic. I think that's coming from from people that that are kind of over excited about Dion and the name and. You know, it's amazing how people say what a great job he's doing at Jackson State. And, I, you know, I mean, I, I think he's doing really good at getting money and getting marketing in there and getting a bright light shined on HBCUs. I think he's doing a good, good job there. But as a coach, I think he'd be in over his head at a big-time program.
1: Let's shift to the NFL while I got you for a little bit. Um mike mcdaniel what do you know about him uh you likely know him you know all these guys uh you know somebody had texted in in the first hour and said hey are we seeing now with miami and the way that uh he has two a tongue of a lower play and we'll see what happens with the injury but to get the win the way that they're playing offense now that maybe he was the brains behind the 49ers offensive explosion a couple of years ago
0: oh he's a part of it i mean kyle shanahan is is just really really good and i think he's that has a lot to do with Mike's growth at the time with um, the Shanahans, you know, with Kyle. And Kyle is, Kyle's learned at an early age from Kubiak and, you know, obviously worked under his dad, Mike, um, Kyle's dad, that is. So I think, I think Mike's doing a really good job. I, I thought that, that Miami had every opportunity, and I thought it was a great chance for them to win yesterday, and they did. They needed to. Uh, I looked at it and I really you know i I looked at the game over again this morning in detail because I watched it i it's I still think Buffalo's the better team I just down four defensive starters i I still think Miami's good. I think they can make the playoffs as a wild card. Uh, I thought defensively they did a pretty decent job but um I, I you know I, I I still think that I think people are getting a little too excited about how good they are they're good but it's it's buffalo and i think it still goes through buffalo and i still think buffalo and kansas city are at a different level than miami but we'll see you know we'll see how it progresses because last year at this time i thought cincinnati was was pretty good i didn't think they were super bowl good and they made it so that's how i see it now but the tape every week uh, teaches me more and more what i need to know
1: what about the NFC? You got Philadelphia at 3 and 0. We'll see what the Giants do with the Cowboys tonight at 2 and 0. Uh Minnesota Green Bay at 2 and 1. Just kind of going through the divisions here. Tampa Bay takes a, a tough loss yesterday, uh, 16-14. Rams at 2 and 1. Uh it looks like a very, you know, top to bottom NFC at least 3 weeks in. It's it's a it, you know, who knows who is the best team right now in the NFC. Yeah,
0: it's kind of soft at the top Dick. I mean, it's just who's going to make a run. I will tell you through three weeks, the team that's looked the best is Philadelphia. They played the cleanest ball. They played really well. They let Detroit get back in the game week one, but they, but they kind of had it put away. And they've just really, you know, dominated the last two weeks. Uh, Jalen Hurts is playing fantastic ball, better than I thought he would to this point. I want to see it continue. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I said, I don't see anybody in the NFC East going deep into a playoff run. Uh, it's just three weeks, but I would say Philadelphia is very capable. I think I want to really see how Green Bay develops. The defense has a chance to be pretty good if they will stay committed to the running game and not, you know, have Aaron want to do things his way all the time. the The best chance for them is to run the football, let Aaron make plays. Uh, to complement that and and allow their defense to have a chance. Because, you know, they can score points, and Aaron can make fantastic throws. But can they advance in the playoffs? Well, they've fallen short for years. I think they need a better running game and a better defense. I think they have it. Those two teams intrigued me the most. I know Green Bay didn't play well week one. But no one else in the East other than Philadelphia. The South is struggling. The Saints look really bad. Tampa's beat up and not playing well offensively. I do think the Rams are playing better. You can't count them out. And I wouldn't count out San Francisco eventually getting better at making adjustments, but I think the NFC is where you're likely to see somebody surprise. you know, because I think somebody that gets hot may be the best team in the NFC, you know, what we're talking about after Thanksgiving that right now may be a little bit different, whereas I think the AFC is still going to come down to the favorites, barring again, massive critical injuries that completely flip the flip the scale.
1: Find him on Twitter at Landry Football, LandryFootball.com. He's Chris Landry every Monday, four to four thirty. Chris, always appreciate your time. Have a great week. It should be a first great weekend in October, and we'll see you very soon.
0: Hey, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Take care.